0: This is the Handmade Brooklyn Podcast, episode 21. Handmade Brooklyn, business lifestyles, tips to succeed, handmadebrooklyn.com. Hey guys, welcome to Handmade Brooklyn. My name is Megan bram Finkelstein. I'm an award-winning entrepreneur and I'm here to help you succeed in your small business. So thank you so much for joining me. So excited that you're here. This is episode twenty one and I'm still reeling from last week's episode, um, where I talked about closing my business and moving on and pivoting to do this full time. So um, if you haven't listened to it, I would definitely recommend going back and checking it just because it's a pretty intense episode. Something I'm really proud of. And yeah, I am here today to talk to you about something that I think is really important when it comes to product launching and that is MVPs. And I'm not talking about VIPs, I'm not talking about Super Bowl winning people, I'm talking about minimum viable products. But we'll get into that in a second. First, if you on Shopify? You should be on Shopify. I love Shopify. I used Shopify for A long time for my e-commerce business and they just make it so easy. You guys, everything just gets deposited in your bank account. They take care of payments. They take care of it. They take care of uptime. Their templates are baller. I love them. That's why I recommend them to any person that's looking to grow their e-commerce business. You can get a free trial. You don't even need a credit card. Just go to handmadebrooklyn.com slash Shopify. You can get started right there. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. One other thing. Last week. Last week? Yeah, last week. Isn't it weird how time just kind of like smushes all together into some weird little ball of fluff, I guess? (laughs) Uh, Maybe I need more coffee. Anyways, last week, I started this brand new challenge. It's for you guys. It's a totally free challenge. It's 30 days to a better business. And I didn't want to drive anybody crazy with an email every day for 30 days. I would never do that to you. That sounds insane. But I did create these weekly emails that go out four times once a week. And it's all about these different hacks to improve your business, help it develop, grow, and help yourself succeed without driving yourself crazy, digging yourself further into the trenches, it's all about just making your business better. And it's totally free. I would definitely recommend checking it out. I love it. I took a lot of time to write it and I'm really excited about it. I really, there's been a bunch of subscribers already and I never even really announced it. So it is definitely something that is needed in the small business world. And so I'm so excited that I can be the one to deliver it to you. So if you want to sign up, you can go to handmadebrooklyn.com slash 30 day challenge. Or if you're on your phone, text 30 days to 44222, and that'll get you enrolled in the class that day. It's amazing. By the way, if you want to know how I do that, it's through lead pages and it's not something that sends you spammy text messages ever. It just enrolls you in the class. So let's get back to the reason we're here today. MVPs, minimum viable products. This sounds, well, to me, when I first started, the thought of releasing a product that wasn't perfect or balls or anything like that just sounded like, I don't know, it sounded stupid. It just didn't make any sense to me. And <laughs> consequently, that's probably why I put so much effort into product launches that weren't successful because I just had my mind focused on, this has to be perfect. I have to get everything right. It has to be done. Everything has to be amazing. It has to In my line, there was not just usually one product launch. I usually did like a collection. And so I would do things like, this can't launch unless it has the soap and the candle and the diffuser. Or this can't launch unless it has all five cents, or this can't. And so, launches would become incredibly stressful for me. Oh my god, it's so stressful. Awful. And I know that the product launches are going to be stressful because you don't know what's going to happen, although most of the time you've done a lot of research and made sure that you've developed this product to what your customers want. But, anyways, either way, it's a really stressful time, right? And so, forcing me and my business to be, um, perfect right out of the gate was just, it was a waste of time and a lot of effort that really shouldn't have been spent before launch. It should have been spent after launch. And so when I started to learn about developing minimum viable products, MVPs, that's when I was sort of like, I had to have it punched into me. You know, I had to really accept, this, because I was really skeptical and I did not think that this was the way to go. And I learned about this in my version of the Bible, which is Tim Ferriss' 4-Hour Week. And like I said, I was really reluctant, but I started to give it. I started to give it a shot in Handmade Brooklyn with one of my courses, uh, Perfect Product Copy. Actually, no, it was a perfect product launch, which was the free course. That's when I really started putting together what I thought was good, but was not great. And I didn't want to do that to be like, well, I'm just putting in the minimum amount of effort. It wasn't that way. It was, I wanted to make sure that I was steering this course into the way, into a helpful thing that was actually helpful to my subscribers, and not just what I thought was helpful. Does that make sense? It wasn't what I thought. It was learned. It was tweaked and learned and developed based on the feedback that I got. And that's how I continue to grow all of my products, whether they're free or paid or some sort of hybrid option. Um, I really try and release the skeleton of it and develop the meat based on what my customers want and what they're saying. And that's what you should do in your business too. Now that sounds, again, that probably sounds ridiculous because I think that a lot of people are afraid to charge for something that they feel isn't perfect. Fair enough. However, you can't make it perfect without finding out what pain points it solves, what pain points it doesn't solve. So when you're releasing a product, your ultimate goal is to relieve a customer's pain point, right? Even if it's, they don't have the right, necklace to wear for an event, or they are looking for the perfect stationery for their wedding thank yous, or they want a soap that's going to help with their dry skin. Even if you don't feel that way with your product, you are trying to serve your customers by relieving a pain point. That's the ultimate goal, right? So. How do you learn what that ultimate goal is? How do you know what that ultimate pain point is? Well, you ask people, you ask your customers, you survey them, get feedback, and then you start to kind of maneuver and you start to see what it is that you can do to serve them. And so when you launch V1 of a product, you have the basics down, right? So you'll have In my case, I would have, um, the scent down, or I would have the color down, like the color theme, and the packaging would be okay, not amazing, but okay, and, you know, we'll see what happens. From that, I would begin to survey my customers when I was making products. And I would have them tagged, actually, in um, ConvertKit. I would have them tagged as people that were interested at the launch. Um, this is all with pre-marketing, so uh, I can talk about that in another episode. But suffice to say, I, I knew who was interested in the product because I did a lot of pre-marketing, pre-launching, and kind of paying attention to who was interested and who wasn't. And based on who was interested, I would get their feedback. And their feedback came usually after offering some sort of discount or reshipping or things like that. And it helped me because, so I, you know, I would do this launch of something that I felt wasn't the best it could be, but it was pretty good. And based on the pretty good, I would have feedback from my customers Uh, what specifically they were looking for that was going to make it great. So, did they care about how fancy-schmancy the packaging was? Did they feel that the product was the right size? Did they feel that it was helping whatever I wanted it to help? So, you know, even if it was a candle, did did it make the room smell but did it smell? Did it do some weird flickering? What were you noticing? What were you liking? What did you not like? And from there, I would begin to rework the product or continue on as needed. Um, it was much easier to do this because I had the pretty great product instead of the perfect product. And that's why I wanted to talk about that today, because you shouldn't be afraid to release a minimum viable product. You should be afraid to waste your time on what you feel is a perfect product that never gets any traction. Because then you've wasted time, you've wasted money, and you haven't served anybody, right? You haven't served your customers in the best way that you could. And so now you're out. You're out of money, you're out of time, probably got more stress. It's not fun, right? And I know it. I, ugh, I launched so many products that I, I was just like, they'll like this. It'll be great. And I never listened. I never asked. Honestly, I never asked. And those launches took a lot more time to gain traction. And some of them got discontinued after spending a lot of money on what I thought they wanted, and not starting small, and asking what they wanted, and then getting bigger from them. So that's the lesson I wanted to talk about today. What are different ways that you can do this? What are different ways that you can create an MVP? And I'm not going to bore you with a bunch of different, like, oh, here are the theories and the philosophies and the metrics and blah, blah, blah. No. Let's get down to it. Let's get down to the easiest ways to do this. One. Have the skeleton of the product. What are you trying to accomplish with it? What can you help your customers with? What is the price point? And this is the price point for V1. This is the price point for MVP. It doesn't have to be the final price of the perfect product, it just has to be the price for your MVP. You want to make sure the price is going to cover your costs, obviously. And give you enough of a buffer that you won't be stressed out about um, profit or money or research and development. It doesn't have to give you a lot of profit. It has to give you some, though. It can't just cover your costs. Because you know that your costs always spiral out of control. Much like timelines. It's never according to plan, right? There's always something that happens. Find your bare bones. Two, get a prototype. You don't need to have a physical prototype. You don't need it. I used to use 99designs to get the product packaging designed and mocked up, and that's what I would show. It doesn't have to be a physical product. If you don't want it to be, it can be, but it'll save you money if you just have a digital composition, copy about what it is, but you should probably have some sort of picture. People seem to do better with imagery than they do text, right? So one, have your skeleton. Two, have your prototype. Three, have your clients. And I actually talk about this in Perfect Product Launch. By the way, it's not Perfect Product Launch. It's Perfect Product Launch. It's about making the perfect launch for your product, not making the perfect product. Because that would be kind of hypocritical, right? So you need your client base. You need to have these people figured out that are your most loyal tribe. Those are the ones that you really want to reward. Those are the ones that you really want to reach out to because they're the ones that are going to be your champions and also the ones that are going to help you the most. They're going to help you. Oh my God. So much because they feel special. They feel valued. And I mean, who doesn't love that? Who doesn't love to hear that you are really important to me? I want to know what you think because I value you. So that's what you really need to find in your customer base. You can do this a couple of ways. You can tag them in your newsletter subscription service like well, I was going to say MailChimp, but MailChimp doesn't really do tagging really well. I usually recommend ConvertKit for that. But I know that's a paid service, FYI, it starts at about 30 bucks a month. But it's really valuable. So if it's something you want to invest in, I definitely recommend investing in that. But if you can find another way to tag your customers, the ones that are really into you for free, like, do it. The point is you need to figure out your 20% is, you know, like there's the 80, 20 principle of 80% of X comes from 20% of Y. So 80% of your sales come from 20% of your customers or 80% of your complaints come from 20% of your customers or, and that's not a hard and fast rule. It could be, you know, 99% of your complaints come from one customer, then you don't need them. Right. So it's figuring out this principle. It's figuring out who are what's the smallest, most rabid group of people and how can you keep track of them? How can you tag them? How can you get them involved? Because those are the ones that are going to give you the feedback. So set up the skeleton, get the prototype, get the customers, put that all together, set up a landing page and you can use something with lead pages. You can just throw up a site on WordPress. You can put up a page that you don't really promote on Shopify. You need to have some sort of not secret, but not promoted page that has a sales page. Essentially it lists the product you want to launch. It lists the benefits that you're thinking about. It has a way for you to validate the product. It really should be with a pre-buy. I know that if you've ever had customers or maybe in your own life, you've had someone say like, Oh, that's a really great idea. Like, yeah, I would totally buy that. And then you launch it and they will buy it. And you're like, I just spent all this totally, what, what is happening right now? So put the money where their mouth is, have them pre-buy, if you pre-buy. You know, it's a valid product. You know, it's a product that's going to sell. We do that. Oh, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, and obviously this shows that I have no notes or structures to these podcasts. I did this with Indiegogo. I had a pre-launch, and I used Indiegogo instead of Kickstarter because Indiegogo would let you collect the total the funds if you hadn't reached your goal, but and they take a higher percentage. But Kickstarter. Like if you say you're going, you need to raise five thousand dollars, then you need to raise five thousand dollars, or Kickstarter's not going to give you any of it. Whereas IndieGoGo, if you say, I want to raise five thousand dollars, and you get five hundred, and that's what you, you're like, okay, that's, it, I feel like that's viable. Then you can get it, and IndieGoGo just takes a bigger cut. I did this with a product launch called um, Black Label Collection, and it was like my face care collection. And I put it on IndieGoGo, and they put it out to my mailing list. And I said, you can pre-buy it at a discount, and you also, there's a different, there's a couple of different levels. Like you can just buy the kit, you can buy the kit and get a gift card, you can buy the kit and get a gift card, and kit, and the blah, 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 blah. And just so that way, one, I had working capital, two, I could see how viable the product was at my fan base was interested in it. Three, I didn't have to go crazy with a product launch. All I had to do was figure out if people were going to buy it. So those are the four steps. One, skeleton. Two, prototype. Three, customers. Four, landing page. You get that all together and you stock the crap out of it. You watch who's coming to your landing page. Where are they coming from? How long are they staying? Are they just leaving right away? Are they bouncing out? The more analytics you can get, the more you can start to see how viable this product is. And if it's a viable product, if people are staying there, they're reading about it, they're looking at the pictures, they're buying, they're pre-buying. Golden, dude, you're golden. If they're jumping out, if they're not buying, if you're not getting any feedback, then take a couple steps back and see. Maybe you're not targeting the right customers. Maybe you need to develop the prototype a little differently. Maybe it's just not a viable product. But it's usually not that. Though it's usually if you've been in business for a while or if you know your customer base well, then you're probably not going to be wrong in the skeleton sense. It probably just needs to maneuver a couple different ways instead. But I mean, sometimes it happens and. Isn't that a relief to say, okay, back to the drawing board, instead of, oh my God, the American Express bill is due next month. And then I paid for all this packaging and I paid for all of this stuff and nobody buying this. So do this instead. Don't stress out in the beginning. Start with the pre, the pre-everything, the pre-product, the pre-skeleton, the pre-sale and watch and ask, ask for feedback. You won't get it unless you ask for it, right? So now, since you have that customer base tagged in some way, you can reach out directly to those people. It's probably not going to be a big list of people, and that's what you want. You don't want 50,000 people on this list because it's just too many metrics. And, I mean, I don't even think Sephora would think that they have a list of 50,000 dedicated, tri they <laughs> do. I don't know. I am probably would <laughs> uh oh, So much money spent there. But you need able to personally reach out to this tribe of people and figure out what this product is solving and what it's not solving and that's how you tweak. So your homework for this week. If you're launching a product soon, first you should sign up for my free course. Handmade slash perfect product launch. It's different from the 30 day challenge. It's actually pretty cool and it dives much more into this, but one, Set up your skeleton of your minimum viable product and be okay with that. Two, develop a prototype. Three, develop a customer base. Find your tribe. Don't worry that you're not reaching out to your entire customer base because it's just going to be too many metrics to worry about. Don't worry about that. Worry about reaching out to the people that are into you and that matter the most. Four, set up the landing page on your site, on Indiegogo, wherever. Create a separate Etsy site if you want. Whatever you got to do, just make sure it's separate, it's not promoted. Because you don't want anybody like finding it on Google. They're not going to be helpful to you. And then learn. And then you can launch. And then you can launch the most amazing product you've ever launched before. And continue tweaking it. It's always a process, right? There's always either better labels that can get put on or organic ingredients or nicer cardstock or better digital products, whatever you're selling, it can always be tweaked and improved, right? So it doesn't have to be perfect out of the gate. It just has to be good enough to be a viable product. And that's what you learned today. And I hope that you liked it because I really like talking about it. If you can't tell, really into it. I hope you're really into it. Next week, we've got to continue this. We're going to continue about talking about investing in yourself. And know, I talked about that. Past couple episodes, that's I'm so excited because we're gonna get into it, and we're gonna get into one of the best products in the world that you can use to grow your business and invest in yourself and just create the most amazing experiences. But that's next week. This week, work on your minimum viable product. Sign up for my 30 day challenge. handmadebrooklyn.com/slash 30 day challenge. Text. 30 days to 44222, and it enroll you right away. Until next week, you guys, have an amazing week. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.